everybody! Before we start the show, I just want to give a big thanks to all our listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in for Season 2. We super appreciate it. Before we start, we want to thank Bobby Sussman for making our theme music. Check him out at Galaxy Edge Explorers. If you're into Star Wars at all, it's worth checking out. You can find him on Instagram at Galaxy Edge Explorers. We also want to let you know that we have been recording remotely due to the 2020 pandemic. So any sort of sound issues, I've tried to correct and post. However, you might hear some weird paper noises or dogs in the background. And then to conclude, we're going to cover the topic of mental health later on in our episode. So we wanted to let everyone know that if you or the person you care about is in a crisis, please encourage them to seek help immediately. Direct them to call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. You can reach the 24-Hour Crisis Center, or you can text MHA to 741-741, or call 911, or go to the nearest emergency room. You can also call these numbers if you fear for someone's safety or life. Mental health is an important issue, and we want to cover it with as much respect as we can. There's a lot of shame around mental health, and we want to encourage people to get the health that they need. Instead of feeling shame, we want people to feel empowered. All right, on to the show. The Slightly Credibles. Sure thing. Yes, it is. Okay. What are we talking about? So today we're doing two uh, requests from listeners. Ooh. And oh, that's I thought sick. they would go well together. <laughs> Ooh, that's sick. Uh, the first one, my mom has been bugging me about, so we're doing it. <laughs> so it's good. I can't wait. We're going to talk about Bruce Lee. For the first one. Oh my gosh, okay. Do you know anything I don't about even know him? what that has to do with. Um, am I gonna sound stupid if I say that he does like karate? No, you're totally right. Okay, so actually okay. <laughs> I have this magazine. Oh my gosh. And oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so Bruce Lee is famous for, he's the creator of Jeet Kune Do. I hope I'm saying that right. Is that a fighting It's a fighting type style. Type of fighting? And then okay. he was also major kung fu movie star. He's also like credited for bringing the East and the West together. Like that's one of the quotes. Oh, I, I love that. I was going to say this is surprising to me because I would have no clue what the conspiracy theory is about. But it seems like everybody else knows from what it sounds like. Well, we'll get to that. First, I'm going to take you through Bruce Lee's life. Are you ready? Oh, I love that. Okay, so he was born on November 27th, 1940 in Chinatown, San Francisco. His father was a Cantonese opera singer and film actor. And his mother was a Cantonese opera singer as well. They were both in the same opera company. But she was half... Cantonese half German. Bruce Lee was a quarter German. Ooh, love that. Me and Bruce Lee are 
both somewhat German. So he was born in the United States while they were on tour here. They were here for one year doing a tour with the opera company. And then okay. so he was born in San Francisco. And then when he was three months old, they went back to Hong Kong. Cool. And then while he was growing up, he was in a bunch of films because his dad was a film actor. So whenever they needed a kid okay. in a film, his dad was like, oh, you can use Bruce. So, so he had been in like 20 different films by the time he was 18. But his experience growing up wasn't just like all fame and everything. He got into a bunch of fights in school, like street fights. Mm. And he had to transfer schools a couple different times because of the... Wow. So he was like a badass. And his parents decided that because it was becoming a problem that he needed to get trained in martial arts. I don't know if that's the solution <laughs> to somebody who's been like fighting people at school. I don't know if it you was know what? because let's just like make him even better at fighting. I think that's what they were trying to do. I think they were like maybe he's getting bullied or something, and they were like, okay, we're just gonna make you be able to fight. Oh, the so he wasn't like instigating. I don't know. That was not made clear when I was researching. I was like, wait, was, okay, was he because the I'm like bullying or was he not? Exactly, because I'd be afraid if, like, the school bully started having martial, martial arts, arts lessons. Training. What the heck? But also, yeah. I know martial arts is good for teaching, like, respect and, oh, true, like, emotional regulation. So maybe, maybe for that. He was trained by this guy, and I'm going to just apologize now for all my pronunciation errors. I'm sure people are going to message me and be like, you said this wrong. Okay, so he was trained by a grandmaster of Wing Chun which is a type of martial arts. I don't know anything about Ooh. it. But the guy's name was Yip Man. Like in Avatar, Yip Yip. Yes, exactly. That's exactly how it's spelled. <laughs> Apparently, this grandmaster only trained a handful of people, and Bruce Lee happened to be one of them. And also, he had a hard time at the martial arts center that he trained because when he would go to spar people, uh, certain other students were like, no, I can't spar with you because you're not full Chinese like you're not Asian enough whoa oh that's so annoying because his mom was half white they were like you're mixed you shouldn't be learning martial arts I can't do martial arts with a mixed person does that make sense that's so dumb yeah that's probably he probably had the same issue though when he was in America too he did and we'll talk about that in just a minute yeah Yeah. be nice to people people yeah jerks <laughs> so he got really great at martial arts studying under this guy named yip man um, yip man yip man he sounds like the cool guy at the party that everybody'd be like yip man <laughs> look who showed up <laughs> yip yip do the thing yip man do the thing he goes yip yip and everybody's like <laughs> so everything seemed to be going okay and then he got in another street fight This time he got in a street fight with the son of a triad family member. So the triads are like the Chinese mafia. So okay, because I was gonna ask about that. He beat this guy up. Like the triad son lost the fight to Bruce Lee. So if he had won, it would have been a big deal. But since he beat the crap out of him, now the triad's like mad at him, and they were worried that they were gonna retaliate against Bruce. So his family was like. You get to go to the United States and hide. So he couldn't just like, so he couldn't just like lose, you know, like, oh, you know, if I was like, 
about to be beat up by a mafia member, <laughs> I would set my pride aside in order to, like, to live, live my life, life to the fullest. <laughs> nope. Like, what? Nope. nope. I kind of love that for him. That's so badass. So he goes to the United States, and he started out in San Francisco, but eventually he moved up to Seattle, and he was working up there for a family friend. And so he was working, and he decided to study... I think he studied philosophy at the University of Washington. And in the meantime, he started oh, cool. teaching martial arts on the side. So he had like his own martial arts oh. school. And uh, cool. he was just teaching like what he had learned and other styles that he had picked up. He was starting to become really well known in the United States for his mastery of martial arts. He would go to different competitions and show off. He was like known for his like one inch punch. Which I should find a video and show you. It's insane. What? Yeah, so there's no He's, like, punching from... Yeah, so there's no build-up. He's literally, like, his... Like, yeah. He's just, like, exerting all force at the same time, but, like, without a wind-up. Yeah. He literally just looks like he's poking something, and it's, like, getting affected. It just, like, falls all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Can, Maybe it's just like if you zoom in on his his like pointer finger, his pointer finger is just like a little person, and it has like little punching arms, and they're like, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So he like he was getting more well known throughout the martial arts community because of things like this. Like he'd show up to competitions and do stuff like this, and people would be very impressed. Yeah, and then people are like, "What the heck did that guy just do?" Yeah. Like everybody's watching, and they're like, "Uh, can we get a microscope on that real quick?" <laughs> he probably like people probably thought he had superpowers. Yeah, I think so. I think people thought like, "Wow, regular everyday guy can move this guy that's like bigger than him." Just by pushing yeah. him. By barely pushing him, like poking him. That's and weird. actually, and that guy that you saw the video of that was getting pushed back, yeah. he ended up skipping work the next week because he was his chest hurt so bad. Are you kidding me? No. He was like, he told Bruce, like, I'm never volunteering to do that ever again. Yeah, I was going <laughs> like, to say, Bruce. <laughs> What the what the hell, Bruce? Yeah, like he's strong, dude. Low blow. So in 1964, he got married to Linda Emery, who was a student at the University of Washington too, and um, she oh, was taking oh. classes. I thought you were gonna say student of his. Yeah, no, it was she. Was like, she was a student of his. That's how they met. <gasps> <laughs> I I think that Bruce and Linda were around the same age. They were both, like, in their early 20s. Okay, that's chill. That's chill. Because there's pictures of him from when he's, like, 24 with their baby. Okay, the same year that he married Linda Emery, he also had this infamous match with this guy named Wong Jackman, who... Okay, Okay. so I'm not 100% clear on the story, but this is what I've gathered from the research that I did. Bruce put out something saying, like... Like, he went to Chinatown and said, hey, I can kick anybody's butt here. Um, (gasps) Well, I mean, I guess he can. And the people there were, like, mad at him because he was teaching martial arts to non-Asian people, to, like, white people and black people and, like, people that weren't Asian. Interesting. There was some animosity in the community of him sharing their cultural secrets. When he went out and was like, hey, I'm going to teach whoever I want, and I challenge any of you to fight me. I'll beat you. And this one guy, Wong Jackman, went to his like teaching studio or his school or whatever, 
and fought him. And now there's different accounts as to what happened. Oh, no. Um, Some of the people there were like, Bruce kicked his butt. But Wong Jackman was like, it was not a fair fight. And I was holding back. (laughs) Oh, come on, Wong. No, you weren't. I don't really know. Like, you can read about them. Why would you ever hold back? I know. Well, he said that Bruce, like, used... uh, unfair tactics or like poked him in the eye or whatever i don't know <laughs> poked him in the eye i mean i would not want any- anyone to poke me in the eye let alone bruce lee um because you saw what True. he did when he poked Especially, that guy. oh my god <laughs> could you imagine a one a one inch punch to the eye yeah, that's what i'm saying like i would not want that to happen to me so after the wong jackman match he like yeah. won quote unquote the right to teach martial arts to whoever he wanted. People stopped challenging him about that. In 1966, Bruce Lee auditioned and won the part of Kato in The Green Hornet. The show ran for seven months. My uncle really, really liked it when he was a kid. Like, it was oh, his it was favorite a show. show. I thought it was a it movie. It was a show. It had, was like a TV oh, okay. show on every week. Cool. And they wanted him to fight in, like, American-style boxing. And... Bruce Lee was like, oh. no, 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 no. I'm Yeah, what? Go hire someone else. Yeah, he was like, I'm gonna do what I know. Hey, this is gonna be better. Trust yeah. me. His movements were so fast that the cameras couldn't pick it up. Wow. So he had slowed down the fight scenes. And I think that's where he kind of started getting the choreographed fight scene thing that it bloomed from that. Wow. The show only ran for seven months, but it was very successful in those seven months. People still remember it to this day. And I don't know if you remember the producer that we had from Amasia Entertainment. Do you remember him? Yeah. As a guest. Amasia got the rights to produce the new Green Hornet movie. Oh! After the conclusion of the Green Hornet filming, so after it was done filming and it got canceled, Bruce was kind of sad but he didn't stay sad for long. He decided to open his own martial arts school, and that was when Jeet Kune Do was created. So that's his style of martial arts. Hell yeah. And you can research, if you're interested, you can research all about it, the philosophies of it. Absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, and add what is essentially your own. In 1971, his manager urged him to go back to Hong Kong, to make some more films, films specifically for the audiences in Hong Kong. And when he got back to Hong Kong, he didn't realize that he was like a celebrity over there. People called the Green Hornet over there the Cato Show. They loved him. That's so cute. Because it's one of like, it's a person that's from their country being successful in this huge international show where you normally only see white people. He ended up making a bunch of different movies. Some of the movies that he made in Asia or The Big Boss, Fist of Fury, Way of the Dragon, which Chuck Norris was in. And he began filming Game of Death, but that film was never completed. Why? Uh, because he died. So <gasps> they started filming Game of Death in 1972. But then Hollywood came calling and said, hey, we want you to make a movie with us. And when Hollywood calls, you So answer. they stopped filming Game of Death, and then he started filming Enter the Dragon. So Ooh. they filmed that in 1970. At this point, he was helping write, direct, 
act, choreograph fight scenes, wow. hire other actors, work on post-production. Like, he was helping with all of it. I love that for him. And then it was due to be released in six days, and he died. You're kidding. <laughs> Wait, so they never released no, it? They, they released it after he died, and he became a huge international celebrity. Everybody yeah, I was gonna on say. Earth knew who Bruce Lee was, but he had died. And I think that's part of the mystique about, like, part of why people wanted to watch it. But then then they watched it, they were like, wait, I really like this dude, but he's dead? Yeah, like, totally. Like, it's so crazy how much more famous you get when you die. Yeah. So, he died in July 20th, 1973. So, the movie was shot in 1972. Okay. On July 20th of 1973, six days before the movie was scheduled to be released, he died. Now, he had started having health problems earlier that year. On May 10th, 1973, during an ADR session, which is automated dialogue replacement. Yeah. Or doing sound stuff for the movie. Yeah. He had a seizure in the booth, and they had to take him from the recording studio to a hospital. They diagnosed him at the time with cerebral edema, and they were able Aww. to get his brain to stop swelling with oh medication. God. So then he went back to normal life. Like, he collapses, has a seizure, and they were like, okay, well, we got you to be better. So then he goes back to working. In July, which is like two months later, he, he had one. dinner with an actor named George Lazenby, who he was inviting to make a film with him later. And then he Mm. met with a producer, and then he went to his mistress's home. Her name was Betty (gasps) Ting Pei, and she was a Thai... No! Yeah, she was a Taiwanese actress who he met on set. Boo! He had a... Oh, boo! He didn't just have her. He had, like, lots of different... Boo! I'm walking. ...mistresses. At the time, he was working on a script with Raymond Chow and Betty... Ting Pei at her home. Okay. And then he started complaining about having a headache. And she gave him a medic a pill that was like aspirin and a tranquilizer together. It was like a normal it sounds like a strong drug to me, but back then it was like yeah. something that you would take if you had a headache. Okay. And then he lied down to take a nap. And then he, Oh crap. He never woke up. Oh damn. They took him to the hospital and pronounced him dead. He was only 32. Damn. So What did he have then? What did he have? It was like cerebral. Yeah, so basically, after he died, okay, there's so much information about his death that it can be really easy to confuse facts from fiction. Now, after oh. he died, his um, manager and was like, hey, we need to say that he died with his wife, not with this mistress. So we need to ship his body back to Seattle now. (laughs) Oh, my God. So there was, like, all this back and forth about what they were going to say was the truth. Wow. He is buried in Seattle. There were no visible external injury. However, according to autopsy reports, Lee's brain had swollen considerably. The autopsy found the medication in his system. Chow, his, the producer guy that he was with, stated in an interview that Lee died from an allergic reaction to the tranquilizer. What? Yeah. Which is an common okay. ingredient used in painkillers. 
The doctors announced Lee's death as death by misadventure. Misadventure? Yeah. What does that mean? It means like an accidental death. Oh, okay. Why do people have to use such big words? Lee's iconic status and untimely death fed many wild rumors and theories. It's like when Marilyn Monroe died. So this guy, so Scotland Yard got involved and they sent Donald Thier, a forensic scientist recommended by Scotland Yard, who's like an autopsy expert. He concluded that he died from cerebral edema. But there are a ton of rumors and conspiracies surrounding Bruce Lee's death. The first one... Ooh, I'm excited. ...is that his mistress, go. Betty, poisoned him... Killed him! Um, ...in retaliation for pissing off the triads, the, the Chinese mafia. <gasps> and she has maintained her innocence this whole time. Okay, okay, I don't want to blame her. <laughs> but, like, what's her connection to the triads? What makes her connect to the I triads? I have no idea. Famous Taiwanese actress. That's all I know. Oh, okay. Then, eh. There's also a rumor that a bunch of ninjas killed him using a secret technique that you couldn't find on somebody's body because they were mad at him for sharing martial arts. <laughs> Your face is so funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to laugh. That's so ridiculous. That's there, literally just a movie. There was also... The idea that he could have died from heat stroke because it was really, really hot. He had been working out. And there was a rumor that he had had his sweat glands in his armpits removed because sweat on, on film didn't look good. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, I don't know. Just some random... Can somebody, like, text me information on how to get your sweat glands removed? <laughs> but you'll die of heat I stroke. I have to use... I have to... It's better than using prescription deodorant. <laughs> Um, (laughs) that doesn't even really work gosh i'm keeping that in (laughs) either i either i die either i die from freaking uh aluminum or heat stroke what is it either way i'm dying and then if you want to get really crazy into the conspiracies around his death if you type in bruce lee mandela effect a reddit link will pop up and people that remember Bruce Lee's death differently will type all the ways that they remember him dying. Wow. So, you can re- so that's, I thought that was kind of funny because we just did an episode on the Mandela effect. And then yes, I that's thing. a callback. You did a callback. Okay, he had the previous medical problems. Some people said that he might have had an allergic reaction to the painkiller because he didn't have enough body fat. So. Oh, fun. Yeah. And then the final one is a family curse. Oh, hell yeah. And the reason that people think that he has a family curse is because his son, Brendan Lee, he died in 1993 on a movie set. The movie was The Crow. It was like an action movie where he'd use martial arts. And he was killed with a prop gun. Holy shit. Yeah, they like didn't. Did something wrong, like the dummy round in the gun, they didn't do it correctly, and so when he got shot at in the scene, it was like getting shot at with a real bullet, and he died. Damn. He was pretty young, too. He was only in his 20s. He was 28. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. So that is Bruce Lee, but it's really sad that he died so young, because 
He helped a lot of different actors get their start. He helped Chuck Norris. All right, are we ready for the next one? Oh, yeah. So this next one, I wasn't sure if we were going to do. And we're going to probably kind of be careful about how we talk about it. Uh Uh-oh. But it was requested by my friend Jessica. And she really wants you to come up with a chant for it. So that's your challenge. A chant? Okay. Ooh, okay, Jessica, I see you. All right, so are you ready for the topic? I'm nervous. We're talking about free Britney. (gasps) (laughs) B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She, this is not even funny. I know. Like, I don't know how we're going to. Like, I don't even think I could joke about this. (laughs) I'm almost as passionate about this as I was about Kesha. (laughs) For anybody who's not familiar. Almost. Britney Spears has had a conservatorship that controls, like, her finances and rules regarding how she has to live. I follow her Instagram, and I got to say. The stuff she posts she's, on there is a little bizarre. She's bizarre. She's like literally like, oh my god, I love the word bizarre. Good word choice. Um, she's like held hostage or something, I swear. And I think she's going crazy. I had no idea that it was this big of a topic. Really? Yeah, like I just watched something about... On the news when Britney Spears went with her lawyer to get the um, conservatorship revoked, that was earlier this year, I think in February. Yeah. And they showed, like, outside the courthouse, all of these people there to support Britney. They were protesting the conservatorship. Like a block full of people with signs. Yeah, dude. It's called the LGBTQ community. And and (laughs) one of the people there was her ex-husband, the one, the guy that she married, G'day, and then they got... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like in Vegas yeah. or whatever. So he was there, too, and he wow. was like, yeah, I don't... I'm here to support her because I think that that this conservatorship isn't fair. Now, the court granted an extension of the conservatorship. Oh, my so God. Beginning of next year, they'll have another chance to challenge the conservatorship, which it's her dad... And I think I like a manager or an attorney that's in charge of it. And this isn't mm. just like a willy-nilly conservatorship. She's worth over $59 million. So it's all of her assets yeah. that mm. this has to do with, which that's a ton of money. <sighs> yeah, dude. It reminds me of, I forget what the movie's called, but John Cusack plays Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, but it's like a similar situation. Like, um, Brian Wilson, like, I don't know what the, like, it's a similar situation with him. He went kind of insane at some point, but he got better, but then he had this, I think his brother was then had ownership of him and therefore was getting a lot more money. So then he started giving him like drugs that he didn't need and like started to make him like see worse than he actually was. Yeah, there's some people yeah, that so think that, that Britney is being drugged. I think I for sure believe that. Like, for sure. I honestly, 
I don't know what I believe. She just posted a video on Instagram saying, hey guys, I'm okay. People are like making this out to be a huge deal and it's not. But then can you believe that? Yeah, who's behind the camera, yeah. you know? I don't but know, also, dude. like, why are they letting her it. post all this weird stuff on her social media? To make her seem crazy so that she's still, like, in their control. Because if she seems sane, then, like... Because some of the stuff then she she'll posted, be like, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I swear, you should watch that um, movie where about Brian Wilson because it's, like... That's like totally what's happening. Well, let's go through the timeline. In late two thousand, in the okay. late two thousands, Brittany had several highly publicized mental breakdowns, including mm-hmm. one where she had her son on her lap. He wasn't in a car seat, and the famous one where she shaved her head. But then she got help, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I honestly think she's just like a really eccentric person to begin with. She's a Sagittarius. And. I think that she was, like, pushed <laughs> to the brink. Like, they were overworking yes. her. She wasn't, you know. Yes. Fame does that to a person. Like, I feel like it was probably overblown. You know, like, why was it such a story that she shaved her head? You know? Yeah, I don't know. It was just, like, I, I'm glad she got the help she needed, but that's when they put the conservatorship on her. And now it's mm-hmm. been it's been 12 or 13 years. Mm-hmm. And... So what has made this necessary? Like, what has she spent money on that that means she's crazy? So I you know what I mean? Part of the reason that they did the conservatorship was to protect her from other people. So there was this guy named Sam Lufty who was, like, her manager, but he was also kind of, like, the catalyst of her mental breakdowns. So her family was worried about him, and they got a restraining order against him. Okay, so that was how many years ago? A long time ago. Exactly. Here's the thing, though. Like, the conspiracy theory people that are involved in this, it goes really, really deep. Yeah. Like, somebody was like, look, this person posted, if you're in trouble, wear a yellow shirt in your next video. Oh, my gosh. And she wore a yellow shirt in the next video. But there's like 100,000 comments. I'm not exaggerating. Uh 100,000 comments. She's not going to read all 100,000 comments. Yeah, the Britney Spears thing, um, I think it'll be something to keep an eye on. Maybe we can do an update later on. Yeah, we should like uh, reach out to her, you know, and see if she needs help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure she'll come on the Slightly Credibles. Yeah, oh my God, do you think we could get her? Uh, Yeah, for sure. Mental health is an important issue and... Yes. Even people that you see as these, like, shiny, fancy celebrities, they have mental health issues, too. Yep. And people will take advantage of them. If you have any theories about Britney Spears um, or any information that we should include in our follow-up, please let us know. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This was the final episode of Season 2 of The Slightly Credible. Holy cow. You should keep a watch out for our Christmas special. Hopefully you'll catch us next year in 2021 if the world is not over for season three. Wow. I kind of hope it just kind of ends. The whole world? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Don't you? I think I'm kind of over it. You're kind of over life. Like, oh my gosh. Like the living thing? Do I need to put you in a conservatorship? No. (laughs) That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. See, so you're, you're queen of the callbacks today. <laughs> Thanks again. Oh, yeah. And we'll see you 
next year. Thanks. Bye. Oh my god, why do you have to be like that? <laughs>